P. Ryan is in. One timeout for Cincinnati. And going deep into the end zone and caught by Chase. Oh, my goodness, what a crab. 34-yard touchdown throw. Burrow back to throw. Fires deep down the yeah. sideline. Chase wide oh, open. Oh, oh. Touchdown. Man. Bengals. Unreal. Hello and welcome to episode 183 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons and the excitement is palpable. It's here, ladies and gentlemen. It is here after seven long months since the, uh, uh, well, the horrible defeat. Not horrible, but the narrow, most agonising defeat in the Super Bowl in mid-February. Seven months, that is. Um, we're back. We're back on the roller coaster. We're back on the ride. Here we go again. NFL football is back. The Bengals are back. No more roster talk. No more draft talk. No more this. No more that. It is business time, ladies and gentlemen. And here to preview the season with me is Nathan Palmer. Nathan, hello. It is business time, our son, isn't it? You know, I think the most exciting season upcoming that we've possibly ever had. Certainly for me, I think, as a Bengals fan, knowing that the ultimate prize really is the Super Bowl this year, and we all believe collectively that we can do it. So I'm ready to get going, and what what a game to kick things off. What a game indeed. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Paycor Stadium uh, this coming Sunday, 6 o'clock kickoff. One of the very few, well, I say very few, but one of the, uh, well, it'd be the lesser spotted 6 o'clock Sunday kickoffs this season. The uh, the downside to any success, for us at least in the UK, is the increase in primetime games and late games and all the rest of it. So have your napping strategies at the ready because uh, there's going to be a lot of bleary-eyed people on Monday mornings and Tuesday mornings in the, in the, uh, in the season ahead. Uh, today, in our preview uh, episode, our season preview episode, we'll have Jeff Hobson coming up. As is tradition on our season preview episode, we've also got the final episode of Hard Knockers. A lot of you out there breathing a sigh of relief, but you know we started it, so we have to finish it. So the denouement of uh, Hard Knockers is coming up soon, and of course we'll be hearing from you, the people out there listening, who we can't thank enough for listening and sticking with us through lots of barren off-season days uh for your predictions and uh, who you're looking forward to seeing what you think is going to happen this season but i'll start off with that question nathan to you nathan palmer what is going to happen this season well i i can't see any obvious ways we've regressed this offseason we've had a solid draft i don't expect many of those guys we've drafted to play a whole lot i think dax hill will play a bit maybe cam taylor Britt will get a bit of rotation work if he can get healthy but outside of that i don't think many of those guys are gonna make an impact that's fine there's obviously depth pieces there if we need them if they play a bit on special teams we'll we'll wait and see there we've lost larry ogan joby um he'll be playing for pittsburgh on sunday who will be playing for Pittsburgh on Sunday. So that's a shame because he's a good player. But 
I think across the board, we've strengthened. Well, CJ's arm is a bit of a loss, but you brought in Hayden Hurst, obviously. Um, I know we'll talk about the potential addition at tight end and also some of the um, waiver pickups a bit later. But in terms of what I want to see, I think we're better. I think that Joe Boy is only going to be better having a bit of a more normal preseason. I mean, I say a normal preseason. He had surgery and he's not really been able to play a whole lot, but... Certainly for him, he's had another year in the league. People like Jamar Chase, you've got to believe, will be even better because he's no longer a rookie. He's got a bit more of an off-season again, and he's got time to study the playbook, knows a bit more about the NFL, and that's a really frightening thought for him to be better. The defence, I think, will be at least as good, if not better. And crucially, where we've made the biggest strides is that offensive line that was our biggest hindrance last year. And I think if you had that... Those three lads that have signed on the dotted line in the Super Bowl game, um, rather than the lads we did have, I think we'd be talking about the Super Bowl champions, Cincinnati Bengals. So it's a crazy off um, season ahead because that is the goal, and I think I, mean, I won't say anything short of that is a disappointment because I think if we went back to the Super Bowl again and lost, I mean, obviously anything less than a Super Bowl really, in some ways, is. Um, deemed a non-successful season, I guess. That's the sort of brutal nature of um, this business. But I think we'd all say that would be an incredible return. But ultimately, we all believe it this year. It's the first time I think really we can say, yes, that is where we want to go. That's what we should be aiming for. And we've got frightening talent. I said it last week. There's serious high-end, all-pro caliber talent across this roster with Joe Burrow, um, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon's at this point probably a pro bowler based on what we've seen last season from him. You've got Trey Hendrickson's an absolute dog. Um, Jesse Bates is a fantastic player. I think Logan Wilson, this could be his year to really, really step up and um, make a name for himself across the league and after some really solid performances. So there's some serious ability across this team that not a lot of other teams have. There's some consistency across the team. We haven't made a load of changes. It's just subtle quality additions. The coaching staff has remained. We're not having to onboard any new coordinators or a new head coach or anything crazy like that. We've not got any players that are suspended or have got any big, you know, crosses against them like DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, all these guys that um, aren't going to be playing for the first part of the season. So we're in a really good place. Schedules are difficult. Um, that's one thing. But then you never know going into a season, do you? There's a couple of teams on that schedule that look tough, but by the time we get to them, might not be as good and vice versa um, for teams that look easier. So I'm very optimistic. I think we've got to be at the minimum making the playoffs. If Joe Boy's healthy, I don't see any way we don't make the playoffs. And if we, It would be a colossal failure for this team not to make the playoffs if we remain healthy and our key players remain healthy. So I'm being fairly bullish this season. And I think there's no reason not to be. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the conf that confidence comes from one person and that is Joe Burrow. I mean, exactly. we I see the interview yesterday. Yeah, it was brilliant. And I'm going to speak with Jeff about that uh, later on, because we've often said the way Jeff says, Jama. Is just in his Boston accent. It's just the best thing in the world. So I'm going to be speaking to Uncle Jeff a bit later about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think we've ever had actually, and I potentially count Kenny Anderson and Boomer two NFL MVPs in this. I don't think they we've ever had a quarterback with the mentality, the ruthlessness of Joe Burrow before. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I just think he carries everyone along with him. 
He will not stand for second best. There's just something about him. He's got this aura that he can be your best mate, but also he will cheer you out if you're not doing the right thing. Um, he's got that real leadership exa- um, style where he leads by example, and he's got like a low-lying um, swagger about him that people just gravitate towards. And he's not like Dan Campbell where he's shouting around, he's a big personality, and he's, he sort of leads with that motivational sort of um, strategy of getting in people's faces and trying to be the biggest man in the room, a bit sort of John Gruden style in some ways, a bit of a maverick. But he's very much not like that. He's almost quite quiet you don't see him mm. walking around he's like a baker mayfield character doing all this and that he's quite almost understated but when he speaks you listen and i think that's the ultimate yes um right. quality in a leader that people really respect him and other teams around the league respect him other fans of teams respect him and like him there's not much there he's not arrogant he's not cocky he's got a little bit of it there's a little bit of it mm. with those sort of funny hats and outfits but it doesn't come over too cocky no and right. he comes across like a winner and when you've got a guy like that on your team every respect to zach taylor zach taylor did an incredible job to get us to the super bowl last year with a lot of people not believing for a second that he could but when you've got someone like joe burrow on that team leading that is makes zach taylor's job 10 times easier because those guys on offense and even on defense are looking to joe and they're saying this geezer is unbelievable. Like he could yeah. be a Tom Brady type talent. He could take. We could win multiple Super Bowls if we stick around here. And you talk, we talked about Jesse Bates and him coming back. You can't tell me there's not a, a slight scratch on Je- on Jesse Bates' back, thinking, "Oh God, if I sit this season out, they would win a Super Bowl for like a right mug." When I, you know, Joe Boy's yeah. sat there, he wants me to come back. You know, Joe Boy's probably had a word with Jesse Bates and said, "Look, son, you know, we'll win it all this year. Come back, look, you know, ride on the back here." and we'll have it so I'm very excited we didn't know what to expect with Joe Boy last year really with a coming back off a really serious injury no preparation no preseason. we'd only seen six to nine games of him I can't remember exactly um, what it was in his rookie season he was good he looked very good he looked exciting but we were a really poor team that first year he was here so it was hard to really take much away from it but now we know he's an absolute ravenous dog (laughs) <laughs> and I think he's ready to go out there and bite a few people. Uh, right, we're going to go. Th- and I agree. And uh, Brian Callahan in Dave Lapham's most recent podcast uh, feel said that he feels that Joe Boy is just scratching the surface. He believes he can get better and better. So he didn't say he was a ravenous dog. He didn't say he was a ravenous dog. No, uh, you said that. Um, but uh, we were just going to go through the fixtures and come up with our winning, winning record. But first, let's have the final episode of hard knockers what's going to happen to me and nathan who knows let's find out god damn it palmer's gone too far this time marjorie get me david gulamueta yes immediately david 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 how you doing david yeah, it's, it's Coach Hirons from Cincinnati. Yes, that's right. How you doing, man? Long time no speak. I know, no, we haven't spoken since that uh, incident in Nipswich with the... Anyway, um, I wondered if you could help. Um, I'm facing a bit of a crisis here over at Cincinnati, and um, no, not that kind of crisis, but uh, and no, it's not connected to Ipswich, but yes, I need fresh blood, David. 
And you're the man to help me get that fresh blood. Who have you got on your books at the moment? Who are you trying to get a new team for at the moment? Ah, interesting. Very interesting. I've heard about him. Well, let's line up a visit. Okay, my man. Okay, my man. Yeah. Okay, my man. My, yeah. 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 Okay, my man. My man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye now, my man. Bye. Bye. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. All right. But no, but no, really. Bye. Goodbye, David. Oh, I mean, I really did think we turned uh, a corner, really. And I, I was so relieved. You know, I, I hate confrontation as much as I'm a head coach and confrontation is part and parcel of uh, of our game but I really didn't I was just relieved actually that I didn't have to stick my foot inside his ass you know um but you know I just couldn't take any more and uh, I never thought I'd say this but I, I do think Nathan Palmer's days on Cincinnati are numbered After seemingly mending their rift and turbocharging their off-season program to get back on track, the relationship between Cincinnati head coach Paul Hirons and star player Nathan Palmer has deteriorated yet again. So much so, Hirons has decided to take drastic action. Dan, come in. Nice. Well, welcome. Welcome to Cincinnati HQ. Lovely to meet you, Paul. It's a real pleasure to be here in the world of podcasting. Now let's just let's just get a few things right for HR purposes. It's Dan, radio voice man, right? Dan, the radio voice man. Yes, you may have heard some of my work on local radio. Okay, uh, that sounds good. So tell us a bit more. What can you bring to the table? Because obviously, I don't want to go too deeply into it, but there's a real chance here that you'll be replacing one of our kind of you know star players. So I want to know what you can bring to the table. I like to think in the world of local radio and local radio advertising, I am a star, a superstar. Have you heard my work, for example, for the Swindon Sofa Bed Centre? Uh, I have to say, I, I, can't, I can't say I have, so t tell us a bit more about Next this. Next time you're in the West Country, you tune into GWR, and it's on, on the hour, every hour, the Swindon Sofa Bed Centre. If you, if you don't mind, I'll do a little bit of it for you. Go ahead, please do. <laughs> Why not come to the Swindon Sofa Bed Centre? We've got beds, sofas and sofa beds. All your sofa bed needs, great, great sofas at low, low prices. Off Junction 6 of the M4, terms and conditions apply. Well, that sounds very good. Uh, anything else that you can, that you can tell us about on, on, on tape? 
I'd like to talk about uh, my love for the Bengals and Joe Burrow and all those people like that that run around wearing tight lycra and helmets. So you don't know too much about the Bengals? I mean, what, what? tell us in a nutshell, though, why you'd like to work for Cincinnati. I just think Cincinnati is a great new revenue stream for me. With local radio advertising revenues going downhill, I feel podcasting is the way forward for a man of my voiceover skills. And also, what I think really appeals to me... I love nattering and I love Cincy. Okay, well, that's very exciting, uh, Dan, uh, radio voice man. So, what's the next step? Where can you? How how soon can you start? I can start whenever you want. I'm a true voiceover professional. I can be wherever you want me to be, whenever you want me to be, anytime, any place. Dan, the radio voiceover man, will be here for Cincy Natter. Well, uh, I mean, wow. I, I need to have a think about this, Dan. Um, thanks very much for coming in. It's been my pleasure. I hope to see you all soon. And you hear me on Cincinnati. I'm Dan, the radio voice man. It's decision day at Cincinnati HQ and Coach Hirons has a dilemma on his hands. Go with his tried and trusted broadcast partner or bring in new talent, Dan, radio voice man. It's a decision that's been weighing heavily on Hirons' mind. But to make Cincinnati the 22nd most popular Bengals fan podcast instead of the 23rd, he has to do what's right for the team. All right, Sam, what, what, what's your decision then? Well, you know that I've not been impressed with your commitment, uh, but I've, I've weighed up all the options and uh, you're in, you're in. I, uh, I'm going to get the GM to give you another two-year contract, so uh, congratulations. But no more random holidays uh, and more creativity, all right? Anything for you, my son. You know, I'm delighted to be back and we'll keep this, we're keeping this steam train on the rails. David, yeah, it's, it's Coach Irons here at Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for sending Dan over, but I have, I've had to make a decision and uh, we're going to go with Palmer. But um, just between you and me, I, w- I want to keep this communication open and uh, just just let me know if there's anybody around that you think might be a good fit for Cincinnati going forward, OK? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Yeah. OK. Yeah. All right, my man. Yeah, go. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm delighted, son. I mean, obviously, it's a bit of rocky road at times, but you know, <laughs> this is all a business, and um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for the opportunity to the ownership of Cincinnati. And um, <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> right. Let's get into the real world again and talk about the uh, season. We're going to give you our records now, our record predictions. 
Nathan, let's go through the games real quick. Uh, Bengals v Steelers. I got that down as a close game, tough game. You know, everyone's going to be fit pretty much, I think, for the Steelers after some injury doubts. Uh, but I still, I still think we'll win this one. But we've got to be on it. We have to be on it. This is the only thing that we can fail if we're not mentally on it this season. And there's not a hangover, but just a bit of complacency or or actually where the teams have figured us out. That's the other main worry for me, the sort of second album syndrome. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you often get sports teams that do really well and then t- the next season, because the opponents have figured them out, don't do as well. So I'm hoping that we come out fresh, we come out firing, we come out absolutely 100 miles an hour, and I've got this down as a home win. So do I. I you make a great point about it being a close game. I believe it will be as well. You also make a great point about the, the second season syndrome. Now, I, all, our memory, I think, all fans' memories of the Bengals are these beautiful butterfly memories of the playoff run, incredible performances, big field goals, Joe Boy in the groove, and the Bengals absolutely smashing people up. Now, that's great, and we were incredible in the playoffs. It's the best I've ever seen the Bengals play. You've got to remember that... The regular season last year, there was a few head-scratching games, a few poor performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're not immune to that. This wasn't just an absolute engine that won 14 games last year that has got even better. We were incredible when it mattered in the playoffs and really stepped up, which I think was incredible. We stepped up down the stretch last year in that game beating the Chiefs. But before that, it was all a bit wobbly a couple of poor losses in there so i think you're right son and I, it would be actually a huge win against the steelers it would be a real statement sort of get off on the yeah. right foot kind of win because like you said you don't want everyone going in there thinking we're going to hang 30 40 up on them and get and get stuffed in a bit of a miserable game and a couple of injuries and all of a sudden we're back down to earth so i think we've got to really really dig in in this game because any mike tomlin team is going to be a hard fought battle yeah, and just to mention, I'm actually more pleased with the roster now than I have been. This could be the strongest roster we've ever had in the history of me supporting the, this team. I love the Mac Sharping pickup. Exactly what we needed, exactly what everyone's been talking about. A veteran, solid uh, signing. Uh, I, I've got, you know, I know Volson's the starter, but you know what I mean? I, I genuinely think. Sharping's got a chance to take that uh, position. I think he's going to be the first Former backup. Northern Illinois Husky, which is my college team, Matt there Sharp. You I go. used to watch there him in the go. Mac back in the day. There you go. And nice I, I also love the Jay Tufeli uh, signing as well. Another sort of disruptor on the defensive line. Love that signing. So I'm I'm pretty happy with, with the roster it is. Uh, okay, week two. Um uh, we've got at the Cowboys. I'm probably going to go for a loss here, but it's interesting the Bengals are playing my two most hated teams in the NFL back-to-back. How exciting is that? There's like ample room for complete carnage and destruction of of these two hated foes. I, I don't know. I think the Cowboys away might be a little bit too strong. I wouldn't be surprised if we won this, but because uh, you never quite know with the Cowboys, do you? Because uh, they promise a lot deliver nothing, they're complete arseholes, and uh, I think <laughs> we may lose this one, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, isn't it? I, I think we can hang with them, and I think it'll be a good one, but away, I'm going to I'm gonna give it to the Cowboys as well and give us one-on-one. Okay, next, week three, 
uh, at the Jets. I think we go in there and win this, even though the Jets are much improved. And I, But I just think that experience in New Jersey last year will give them a big chip on their shoulder. They won't want to repeat that again. I don't think they play as badly uh, at the Jets again. I think they'll win this one. I'm on board with you, Sal. I really don't think there's any way that um, they don't beat the Jets. They'll they'll want to avenge that loss, like you said, and I, I back them to do it. Right, week four, we're at two and one. Uh, Bengals Thursday night, uh, the Ring of Honor game, potential whiteout game. Exciting that will be. Uh, Bengals hosting the Dolphins. I mean, I think the Dolphins have got some serious weapons, as we all, we all know who they are. Uh, I still think the Bengals pull this one out. I think that's this is going to be a fun game, but a home win. I think. I'm on board as well, my son. Home win from me. Ravens next up. Bengals at Ravens. I mean, you, I think you, it's sensible to split this series, although there's lots of consternation going on with Lamar Jackson at the moment. I still think their roster composition is it makes you scratch your head a little bit. They're obviously extremely strong in some positions. They're going to be out to smash us up after doing the double on them last year. Uh, I'll go for a Ravens. Home win, but again, this was the game last year that the Bengals really convinced themselves that they could win this division. Uh, it is a perfectly winnable game. I don't think they're quite as good on defence as they like to think they are. They've got some great weapons on offence, uh, but not the wide receiver position, I still think. So I'm going to be sensible and go for a home win for the Ravens on this one. Yeah, I agree. The Ravens will want to avenge that um, absolute series whitewash from last year. Um, away from home is always tough, and then there's going to be a few losses in there. I won't, but I'm betting this might be one of them. Okay, so, uh, Bengals travel down to New Orleans. Uh, next, I'm going... Uh, Saints are a funny team. I don't think that they're in a bit of transition. I'm going for an away win for the Bengals in this game. We're, we're, we're on point here, so I agree with you. I think we'll, we'll take the Saints. Next, Bengals host the Falcons, another NFC uh, East. No, NFC South, I do beg your pardon. Game, consecutive. Uh, Bengals-Falcons, again, they've got some nice weapons, but another team in transition. Be interesting to see if Desmond Ridder is the starting quarterback at this stage in the season. However, I still think this is nothing other than a home win. I agree. You, you can't. The Falcons will be one of the weaker teams, I think, in the NFL this season. So that at home, you've got to back the Bengals to be pulling that out of the hat. Next week, uh, it's the Browns at the Bengals. And if there's ever a team that uh, deserves to be beaten into the ground, into the dust, it's the Cleveland Browns. And uh, I think this will be a terrific game. There'll be lots of needle. I think we're perfectly ca- capable of winning it. Uh, we came close both times last year. Actually, no, not necessarily the first one. But, uh, yeah, no Deshaun Watson in this game. Um, Nick Chubb is terrific, we all know. Um, I don't know. Do you know what? I'm going to go for a Bengals away win on this one. Just a feeling that I have. Yeah, without Watson, I think we can have them. Um, 
we haven't had a great record against the Browns, which worries me. But then you, you kind of feel like that it's time for the Bengals to step in there and put the record straight there. So I, I'm going to go with you, son. I'm, I know we, we had met, we had different records when you know back about a couple of months ago when the, the schedule came out. But I think we're both on the same page here today. Right, Bengals-Panthers, home win, I think. I mean, Baker's there. They've got some, you know, McCaffrey's back in the mix and, you know, you know they've got some players, but I can't see anything other than a home win for this one. Can you? I'm going to go with the Panthers in this one. I'm just oh. going to say that Baker's going to have his way with Cincinnati. He's done it before. I know the Bengals all really want to put one over him, but he'd love to beat us again. And There's always a game per year that you have a real banana skin on. I think maybe this could be ours. Right, I'm uh, at seven and two at this stage of the season. You are six and three, so you know things are looking good. I, I would take that for sure uh, at this stage in the season. Right, next it gets tough. The tough stretch. Uh, Bengals at Steelers. Um, this is a coin toss game. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, I hate to say it, but or oh, do I? Oh, I don't know. What are you saying for this game? I am going to say that the Steelers edge this one out. I, I, they're a very good team. They've got some good players either side. You can't underestimate them. Obviously, the quarterback situation for them is yet to be really seen as to what they've got. Um, but I won't mind at home for them. I won't mind Ben. They might just sneak one over us, yeah, son, middle of the me season. Too, me too. The Bengals return to Nashville the next week to play the Titans. I still think the Titans are, you know, they're a tough team, but I still don't, I don't know. There's something about the Titans that don't excite me. I love Derek Henry. I love some of their players. You know, Vrabel's a great coach, great city. You want them to do well, not too well, obviously. But I don't know. I think it'd be hilarious with all the emotion, emotional fallout that we caused last year, I think it'd be hilarious if we just went down there and did exactly the same thing to them again. So I'm going to say an away win. Yeah, I'm going to go away win as well. I, I, I'm, I, Henry's getting on, not getting on a bit, but he's had a few, a bit more t- uh, tread on his tyres, isn't he? They're, I don't think there is perhaps with an AJ Brown's not there anymore. They've had a bit of a shake-up. I'd like to think the Bengals will recognise this is getting towards the business end of the season now and that they need to step on the gas and it'd be a good win in the, uh, in the AFC. Next, Bengals-Chiefs. That's going to be a cracker. I'm going to go home win. And uh, that's based on nothing, just... Home advantage, it means nothing against Mahomes. I don't know how the Chiefs are going to be without Tyreek Hill. It's going to be very interesting, but I'm going to go home win just about. I'm going cheap in that. I think they're going to get their own back on us. Um, I think Nicole Hardman and I think Juju um, will actually be a very good addition for them. So oh, I'll go yeah, for the Chiefs. Poo poo, poo poo Smith Pooster. Uh, right, Bengals Browns the next week. I'm going home win here to split the series. Um, I'm going to go for the Bengals in this one again. I think we'll sweep the Browns this year. Um, go on, the boys. Next, we go down to Florida and Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady. Now, they're a good team, but they're not unbeatable, I don't think. Uh, I think I've got a bold prediction for you. I think Tampa Bay, and I, I know it's famous right off Tom Brady, I think they might have a stinker of a season this year. Hello. Um, hello. I just think Brady was looking a bit tired and worn at the end of last year. He obviously retired and then sort of felt that he had to come back. Um, Leonard Fournette's got a bit older as well. I, 
I don't know, man. I, I think that might this might be one step too far for Brady. And when everyone laughs at me and he wins another title, so I'll, I'll take the egg to the face. But I actually think we'll, we'll pound him in this game. Look at that. Well, I'm going to go an away win as well. I think we might be on a bit of a roll. Um, right, we're on Christmas Eve. Uh, we're at Foxborough to play the Patriots. Uh, traditionally, a very difficult place to go, around, you know, in deep midwinter. It could be a snow game. I don't know. The Patriots seem to me in disarray, but if there's any team that could upset the apple cart, it's the Patriots. You never can completely rule them out. And with the weather, it could be a bit of a leveller. Oh, I don't know, man. Tricky one to 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 really... Don't know. Uh, don't know. What do you think? Pats, I think. Okay. I'm going to go Pats as well. I just think... It's going to be, even though they're not going to be a great team this year, it's just going to be one of those games, I think. Now, this is one of the biggest games of the season. January the 3rd, Bengals, Bills, at home. A playoff place or a divisional title or home field advantage could be, hopefully, at stake here. Buffalo, one of the top teams in the NFL. Josh Allen, all these guys. Um, they're a good team and they've had a good preseason. And I think again a coin toss game for me this one this is a high, like an absolute highlight real game if both teams are pre- perform the way they're projected I'm going to put this down as a win for us on the basis this is our Chiefs game of last year where we really set off the rocket fuel and off we go um, yeah I, I think if we're going to win the Super Bowl this is where we, a game we need to win well I'm going to go for a home loss just to balance things out how about that because it Go is on, really a coin toss yeah, I mean, coin it, flip it, game. We, we you know certainly I mean? wouldn't be the favourite in this game. Um, well, you never know. Yeah. You never know where might things might stand at that point in the season. Injuries, what's yeah. going to be at stake? You know, we might be rolling. We might have had. We might have shit the bed this year and have nothing to play for at that stage. Let's hope not. And I, I believe that we will have something to play for. But anyway, the final game of the season is at home to the Ravens. I'm going home win. We always split that. Uh, that rivalry I don't see why not um, and I say I just don't rate the Ravens they're well coached but I just don't rate the Ravens as highly as a lot of national media types do I'm sorry so I'm going home win yeah I'm going to go home win or possibly that we rest in the starters at that point wouldn't that be nice and we get beaten but I think if we need to win I think we I think we can do um, I think we're better than the Ravens this year for sure. I still think they'll be a very, very handy team, the Ravens. They always, again, they're always well coached. John Harbaugh, you know, my brotherly love for him. But, um, I yeah, I think we can win that one. You, you want to go into the end of the season like we did last year with some wins under our belts against good teams. And that'd be a great way to cap the end of the season, wouldn't it? Beating the Bills and then beating the Ravens. So, yeah, and if we if we win them two going into the playoffs, you, you, you're going to be fired up with confidence. Yeah, absolutely. So I finish with a 12 and 5 uh, prediction, and you finish 11 and 6. So again, either of those, fantastic. Uh, that would yeah, be you, that's, that's where I feel this team is as well, around that 11 12 win mark. I don't think we're going to pound off 14 15 wins. I think. Uh, there's definitely some banana skins in there from us and be it coaching or injuries. I, I, I really don't see us going as high as that. I also would be heavily disappointed if we win less than 10 games. I just think there's too much talent on this team to only win, you know, barely go above 500. So that that's, I think we're both fairly in the right position for, for where this team stands at the moment. 
There we go. There's a quick fire prediction uh, and for a preview or prediction, whatever you want to call it. Unfortunately, Nathan's got to shoot off now. Uh, Nathan, we'll speak to you after the uh, Steelers game. Any last last words from you in the build-up to this uh, exciting season? I'm ex- well, like I said, I'm never more excited for the Bengals to go into a season. We're, we're lucky to have the talent in front of us that we've got with people like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase um, on offense and Trey Hendrickson, Jesse Bates, Logan Wilson, Joe Mixon, T Higgins. It's serious talent that a lot of teams around the NFL will be, be screaming out for. So I'm, I'm excited for the sort of football we're going to watch, the high-octane plays. I hope the coaching staff don't let us down and they can match that that quality. You know, Zach's still a young coach, coordinators are young coordinators. I hope they're a bit more long in the tooth now and can really help those talented guys um, be even better. I think that'll be the key for us, you know, from us winning 10, 9, 10 games to winning 13, 14 games and potentially being like the first um, seed in the AFC. I think that's possible for us if we really get it together. But um, yeah, buzzing some, buzzing. Steelers is always a very good game. Um, and I apologise, I've got to cut you short. I'm off to Uzbekistan in the morning and I've got some things to do. Um, but all the best Bengals fans, um, sit down, get ready, crack a beer open, have some wings, do whatever you whatever you do before the game. Um, who day? And now returning traditionally for our season preview episode i mean no disrespect to all our other guests but i think i look forward to having this man on uh, as much as anyone it's his 98th appearance on this show (laughs) it is the one the only the man the myth the legend it's uncle jeff hobson jeff how you doing welcome back man oh great to be on thank you uh thanks for having me on in the uh in uh, the uk uh you're like the uh I don't know. You're like kind of like uh, I think you're royalty. I, I I think you're part of the uh, you know there's Bengals royalty and there's that other royalty. You're Bengals royalty. I I thought you were going to go back to the uh, the War of Independence there for a second, <laughs> as you always like to do. But no, I'll take royalty. But I'll take loyalty as well. Loyalty and royalty. There's there's a duo for you. There's a rhyming duo for you. Jeff, how have you been? How's summer been for you? It's been great. It's, uh, you know, it, it was a quick one, Paul. It seems like uh, just the other uh, day we were uh, writing about that last drive, you know. I mean, it's been such comp- – the, the off season has been so compacted. You know, you walk into the combine two weeks after the Super Bowl, you have no idea what's going on because your head's still spinning from the uh, from the big game, you know. So, and it's kind of – it really hasn't stopped. Mm. Um. It hasn't stopped, and the Bengals have been busy. Um, and the team approaches this new season in quite—I won't say unique—that's the wrong word—but a an intriguing position because normally, you know, we're we're the hunters, and now we're the hunted. Expectation is through the roof. Uh, in you know, from the national media, can, was it a fluke? I keep hearing this word fluke, which is frankly ridiculous. Yep. I keep hearing, you know, the Bengals won't, you know, what about uh, Burroughs appendicitis? What about the offensive line? What about the, they're finding excuses to play down the Bengals chances. What's the atmosphere like in the building? I know there's been a lot of roster gymnastics in the past week and no doubt them. 
there may be even more in the, in the coming few days you know um what's the but i'm interested what's the atmosphere been like how's the focus been how's the intensity you know it's kind of tough because you know no starter has played in a preseason game mm. you know and so uh, the only time we've really seen the status rolled out there in a competitive situation was the you know the two practices against the rams mm. which were good and i and i and my hat's off to zach taylor because how many uh you know how often have we held our breaths during the preseason just to make sure nobody gets hurt so i think zach has uh, you know he's Joe Burrow has a career three preseasons, three preseason snaps, and he's done pretty well. And I think uh, you know the appendicitis had the final say on this one. But uh, why, why, why roll those guys out there? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and I think uh, I think it's a pretty good strategy. Of course, if they if they if they're getting beat fourteen to three, I guess in the third quarter in the opener, will you know they'll be second guessing. But uh, I think. You know, you got to get to the gate. You got to get to the gate to have a chance. I mean, we spent the last month, you know, story after story about guys tearing Achilles, guys tearing ACLs, guys out for the year, you know. And uh, so I think they've done a nice job doing that. And I and I do think, Paul, you know, I think, you know, when you talk about the atmosphere, I think they sense that uh, people think it's a fluke. That's what they've been hearing, too. And they love that. You know, that's how they 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 harness that. They harness that last year. You know, nobody gave them a shot, and uh, that they, they, you know, they thrive on that. Uh, as young as they are, and I think what there's two guys, they've got two starters uh, that are 28. You know, that's the oldest, and so as young as they are, though, but they've got a lot of veterans from other teams that they got through free agency, and so I think they kind of saw this as a second second chance thing, a second chance thing. Guys like Hendrickson and Mike Hilton. And Ouzier, those guys, and so I think it just fits into the it, it fits into the whole profile of uh, the chip on the shoulder thing. Mm. Um, uh, well, it's notoriously difficult for a team that has reached the Super Bowl to get back to the Super Bowl. How how do the Bengals make sure that it's not just a one and done? Um, for me, that they seem to addr- be addressing it in exactly the right way. Even the moves this week, Max Sharping. Uh, a guard yeah, right. with a starting caliber guard. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like uh, Defel, the defensive tackle they picked up, uh, who was actually uh, the first pick in the fourth round mm. uh, uh, last year. So uh, I kind of you know I like that I like having depth on both sides of the line, and like you say, Sharping does that. The guys get thirty three starts, so uh, you know they did they, they did what they had to do right out of the gate. You know this, Paul. They did it right out of the gate. They got those three offensive linemen. That's exactly what they had to do and they did it. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, they've, uh, what to be done, what to be done since then. Those are the three major things. And then, you know, shore up the, 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 the bottom of the roster. I think too, um, you know, they tried to get, uh, try to get some depth in some, in some spots, but they already had depth. You know, people are talking about, well, you know, they don't, they don't have depth to receiver. Well, I think they feel like I think the coaches feel like you know Mike Thomas is a bona fide number four receiver. I think they they feel that way. They're comfortable with Stanley Morgan as a special team guy, mm. um, you know. And I think the thinking is well, if one of those guys went down, <clears throat> if one of the big three went down for a couple of games, you know, there's Hayden Hurst who's virtually a who's virtually a wide receiver, a tight end, you know. So I think they've 
you know, I thought they uh, they addressed the offensive line. I also think they they addressed uh, they had to. I think they had to shore up the back end there, and they did that in the draft. With mm-hmm. uh, you know, they got those. They got the three. They got the three DBs and that ran sub four four forties. Uh, the two safeties and Dax Hill and Tyson Anderson, the corner and <clears throat> Cam Taylor Britt. So I think you know, free agency they attacked the offensive line, the draft they attacked the secondary, and I think this last week you know they've tried to they've tried to fill some holes. Is there any part of the team that that makes? I mean, they've done well this off season. They've had a good off season, I think, both draft and free agency. And now, you know, on the waiver wire, which I guess they didn't really think they were going to have much success with because they were picking at 31st. Right, right. Um, are there any um, elements of this team that make you feel uncomfortable at all? Well, you know, you know, not really. I mean, uh, you know, the big battle was Hunter. Mm. And I'm pretty comfortable with Huber. Who, You know, I think Crispin would have been, would have been okay. But I mean, but I like, you know, Huber, he has put it inside the 20 in, the, in big AFC North games. Mm. He's done it. You know, so uh, you feel comfortable from that end of it. Uh, I think, okay, maybe cornerback, maybe they're, they're, you know, if they got an injury or two. But I think you've just described every team in the league. Mm. You know, I think, uh, um, you know, I think they're, every, everybody would like to have another corner or two, would like to have more corners than they have. But I think they have, you know, they've got some good ones uh, besides the big three, Hilton, Wuzier, and Apple. You know, Trey Flowers had a fine year last year in key situations covering tight ends. You know, Jalen Davis is a, is a slot guy that just anytime you put him in a game, he plays well. And, uh, you know, then you get the rookie Cam Taylor Britt, who's going to be back in another month, who really was having a good – it was too bad because he was having a pretty good camp uh, before he got hurt. So – but, you know, I, I think they're okay there. I think they're probably better than most there, you know. So mm. uh, I, I, I just think, you know, with a salary cap, there's always going to be – can't pay everybody, you know, but I think if you look at the, if you look at the roster, I think you got to feel uh, with the moves they made with at the offensive line in the secondary. I think you feel a little bit better than you did when uh, in the, in, uh, with 39 seconds to go against mm. the Rams. Um, so give us, give us a name or two that uh, to look out for who you think might be surprising this year on the roster. I mean, you're writing, I know that you told me off air, and this is yeah. not a spoiler, but you're writing yeah. a piece on Cam Sample at the moment. Yeah, yeah he's a uh, guy I would pick. Uh, yeah, he was the guy I would pick. I think he's a, a versatile guy. He can rush from the inside. Mm. Uh, he's a uh, He plays the run really well on the edge, and he can also rush from the edge. And uh, he's a guy, last year, you know, talking to Mark Duffner, the, uh, the position coach, the guy who helps out Marion Hobby on the defensive line. Mark is the senior defensive assistant. You know, Cam wasn't very healthy. You know, wasn't all that healthy last year. He, after the season, he had a hernia operation. He mm. had some stuff done to his core. And he's playing with some injuries. And he says much more explosive this year, particularly in, you know, in the short areas. First step's much, much more explosive. So, you know, I, I think he's a guy who's on, the, you know, who's on the verge of doing something. I think Hayden Hurst is a guy who could have a career year. I mean, I think Burrow has shown uh, he's got a pretty good rapport with his tight end, C.J. Usama. It took, uh, um, you know, the great uh, trivia question about Usama is he, he he caught Andy Dalton's last touchdown pass as a Bengal and Joe Burrow's first touchdown pass uh, as a Bengal in the league. 
Burrow has immediately had a rapport with him, and CJ had his best year this year. Hurst is more of a receiver. He's mm. a first. You know, we're talking about a guy who's a first round pick just mm. in 2018. I mean, they. they I, I think he's a guy that has really taken training camp by storm. You know, I think these guys really impressed with uh, how he gets in and out of routes and how natural he is as a receiver. So mm. that that you know, you put him in with those three receivers. I think people are pretty excited about what could happen. So I, th- I say Hurst on offense, Sample on defense are guys, just a couple guys to keep a look on. Um, going back, just going back briefly uh, about my only worry is, uh, well, you answered this question really, but I'll ask it again more directly, I guess. Uh, is there a, is the, is there any danger that these guys, because they didn't play any preseason games, will be undercooked at all? That's my only slight worry because I don't see every you see every snap in practice every day. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and nor do the fans see that. So um, that would be my only one of my only worries this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great question. I think we're all probably a little worried about it, but uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, they didn't take a hell of a lot of reps last year either i mean more than this year but they you know not not i mean i think lou anarumo said the defense only took 12 to 15 snaps you know last year before they went in and 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 and, you know well what does that mean you know 12 to 15 snaps you might as well probably not have taken any so i i i think that uh they learned from that and I, i you know they may get off to a slow start but you know, maybe the first quarter, maybe is, is a, maybe they get off slow. I don't know. I, I, mm. um, but I think, you know, I think the idea is it's a long season, 17 games, uh, you know, and it's, it's, uh, you know, you want to get going, you know, you want to, uh, bye week in the perfect, it's bye week in the same spot it was last year, right in the middle. And I think the thinking is, look, this, this is going to be a long haul. Let's get ready for it. And you know, if you if you if you have to pay for a, with that with a slow first quarter, so be it. Now, with that first slow first quarter, would it would it cost you the opener? Would it cost you the playoffs? I mean, these are all deep deep things, you know. I mean, if you had played if you had played these guys in the preseason, maybe you would have lost a guy or two, and you would have had no chance in the yeah. opener. So I think you know these are all you know I I understand the. I understand the concern. I have the same concern, but stepping back and look at it for 17 games, I think, I think it's, I think it's the right way to go. It's a marathon, not a sprint, uh, Jeff. Yeah, that's what that's they right. all say. And it's true. Uh, right. No doubt you're going to be writing about this yourself, but I'm going to ask it uh, a record prediction. Mm. What do you think? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I think they're in the 11 to 12 win range. You know, I, I, I think they can go 11 and six, mm. you know, and that's not, you know, I mean, 11 and 6 is, oh, well, geez, 11 and 6, that's only one game better than next year. Well, you know, they'll be, I mean, look at the AFC. You know, they'll be, you know, it's going to be, uh, if they go 10 and 7, that would be we good. The, big, the thing is to win the division. What's going to win the division? Probably mm-hmm. 4 and 2. I mean, you know, people forget about Baltimore. Uh, going, into Dece- going into December, Baltimore was in first place. I believe they were 8 and 3. And... Lamar Jackson went down. Mm-hmm. You know he's healthy again. In fact, they're all healthy. Uh, Burrow threw for five twenty-five last year against them because their DBs were uh, 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 well, not because, but he was going against the uh, secondary mm-hmm. that was that was you know riddled. You know all those guys are back. So and that was a good secondary before they get hurt, and they've added some guys. 
So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, Baltimore is going to be better. And, uh, I, you know, I know Cleveland doesn't have Deshaun Watson, but they've got a terrific run defense. And uh, overall defense, they run the ball well. And, you know, I mean, Pittsburgh, I, I worry about Pittsburgh because they got three great defensive minds over there. Flores is over there now with Tomlin. Terrell Austin, the former Bengals defensive coordinator, is over there. So, you know, their defense is going to be rugged. You know, I, I think, you know, if they can go 11 and 6, I think that's a good run. Look at the AFC. They got to play Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at home. You know, uh, they mm-hmm. go on the road. They go on the road to Brady and to Tennessee again. So, you know, I think 11 wins is a hell of a year, and I think they can do it. Mm. Well, uh, you'll be pleased. Uh, Nathan and I think exactly the same. We've just given our. Uh, predictions too. Now, Jeff, uh, you have a history of being uh, game for a laugh and also just very game full stop. And we, you've done first and 10 with us and you've agreed to do one of our other games. So this time it's Bengaldi Blank. Bengaldi Blank. Bengaldi Blank. Bengaldi Blank. Bengaldi Blank. Bengaldi Blank. Right, Bengaldi Blank, or I think the US version of that is something called Missing Words or something like that. It's just basically okay. I give you a silly sentence, a Bengal-themed sentence, and okay. you have to uh, – one of those words is blanked out, and you have to supply the missing words, okay? Okay, Okay. it's not a history thing or a – No, uh, no, 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 nothing like that, nothing like that. Okay, it's that's just good. a okay. silly, silly game, Jeff. That's good, okay. All right. Okay. Question one. Lael Collins recently auditioned for the new Game of Thrones prequel as a weapon-wielding wild man. He said he accepted the role, but insisted he would only use a blank as a weapon in the series. I don't want to say helmet. But well, I'll you, say... You'd be right if you said helmet. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll say helmet then. One nil to Jeff. Okay. My pal visited Cincinnati for two weeks recently and he ate so much Skyline chili during his trip. Everywhere he goes, he now blanks. Um, he... This is a clean show. Well, uh, it's as clean and as filthy as you want it to be, Jeff. Yes. Uh, how about he uh, burps? Well, I was going to say farts. I would also um, accept... uh, No, I I won't say it. I've got to remember who you work for. Um, This is not a conversation down the pub. Ben... Okay, so one all. One all. Ben Roethlisberger made his first trip to his local Ikea since his his retirement recently, but was insulted when a staff member mistook him for one of the store's blanks. Uh, employees. That would be that's an excellent answer. But my answer is wardrobe. Uh, I would also accept enormous stationary object that's difficult to move but falls apart <laughs> every time you touch it. Okay, two one to me. Uh, offensive line coach Frank Pollack treated members of his O line room to lunch on the last day of practice, but they were shocked when he brought in a in plates of blank instead of food. Oh, my glass. Correct, Amondo. Two all. 
Uh, okay, two more to go. You'll be uh, rejoicing in your head. This is like Wimbledon. This is this is like Wimbledon. Exactly, exactly. Builders digging up the lot on the banks in preparation for the new indoor practice facility were shocked when they found an ancient ruin beneath the surface, but they were amazed to find blank standing in it holding a football. Um, oh, it's not you. Don't worry. <laughs> somebody holding a football. Yeah. Um, Who just recently won a very pivotal special teams battle and is very old in American football terms? Oh, okay, Kevin, uh, Kevin Huber. That's right, three two to you. And the f- a bit cruel, but you know, we know, <laughs> we know, we know, Kev. He he can take these sort of jokes. That's right. Finally, Jeff Hobson. Uh-oh. Was recently involved in a fracas with star quarterback <laughs> Joe Burrow <laughs> in the parking lot at Paycor Stadium after Burrow made fun of Hobson's accent in a press conference. Hobson told Burrow he had gone to blank. Bah. There you go, <laughs> Jeff Hobson. Wins. Thank you, Jeff, for playing that for being a good sport. No, uh, you win, Bengali blank. I have to say, Nathan and I have long talked about your accent because you know we, there, I, we have both have. By the way, he's on vacation as yeah. ever. Um, <laughs> tell uh, myself, tell myself alone. Sorry, I will I do. I will do. But we, we, you know that we respect the hell out of you, and we like you genuinely as a person, and you've been great with us. But we also love your accent, and occasionally we, we'll we'll try and do it on the podcast. <laughs> But of course, it kind of went viral last week in this press conference, and you handled it really, really well. And I think Joe was was you know poking fun very kind of you know yeah. ineff- inoffensively. But how did that go down? Did you have a word with him afterwards, or and you must be aware that your thick Bostonian accent? Yeah, I don't, I can't understand it either because uh, I've been out in Cincinnati for thirty two years. Yeah, 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 and I don't know, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just the. Uh, but it's just that Jamar, it's the word, it's just that Jamar or anything that ends in R, that yeah, yeah, the accent comes out. I don't know what it is, but uh, I said I said to Joe after, I said, because uh, I said, geez, I said, you made me famous. I said, I, uh, you know, because anything with Burrow, if you get anywhere near Burrow, you know, you get in this orbit and he's, he's, you know, like you said, viral, he's viral himself, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cause I did tell him, I, you know, remember when I, I, I think, I think I was the guy that asked the question. I said, what's the worst part about being a celebrity? Mm. And he said, you can't go to a dive bar or something, you know? Mm. And so I tried to give him the name of it. So after the next day, I tried to give him a couple of names of dive bars and. Sorry, where? Dive what? Sorry. Dive bars. <laughs> and he said, and, and that's when I, you know, and that's when I said, uh, I know what you mean about, Hey, I said, you're, you're a true celebrity. I said, cause I, you made me famous for 15 minutes. So he, he laughed. He's a good, he, he goes, he goes, that was great. He got, you know, he's a, uh, he's a good kid. I th- he's a good kid. I think he's a downer. I think he's a uh, downer earth guy. I'm not, uh, my, uh, and I think one of, you know, my sense is he, uh, is he's not comfortable with celebrity. I mean, maybe he is. Cause I think he's, I think he carries it pretty well. Mm. I think, you know, cause he is Joe cool and he knows, he knows people looking at him and he knows there's a certain image and he kind of, you know, he's, he's cool. You know, I was telling somebody, you know, sometimes he's Joe cool and sometimes he's Joe letter jacket, you know, he's Joe Ohio, you know, mm. 
splatter jet. You know, he's just he's kind of uh, yeah. he's, he's a very uh, he's a very versatile guy. I think. I think he's. Uh, but what think what he's, intrigues us is he seems to have this aura. He's not super cocky. He's not super confident. Yeah. But yeah. he's one of those. We've said it in tonight's podcast. If he speaks, people listen. And yeah. I, it's an innate thing. You're born with that kind of leadership, I think. And yeah. there's a quiet confidence in himself as if he knows something that other people don't. And that makes yeah. people interested in, and makes you listen to him when he does speak. And I, I think he's quite an interesting character, actually. I really yeah. do. I think he's very interesting. Hell of yeah, a football you know, player as well. But um, Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think the thing is, is he doesn't... Uh, He's not always saying the bombastic thing. He's not mm -hmm. always saying that. So when he says something, yeah, you know, you, you perk up, mm. you know, because we get so, I mean, and you know this, Paul, we hear so much crap through the day we of, do. you know, bombastic and, you know, outrageousness, you know, and then you got a guy who, you know, isn't any of that. And then when he says something that means something, you know, you, 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 oh, it's like the old days. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's old school, but in a young body, I think. I think so. I think that's right. Jeff, uh, I know that article about Cam Sample, which no doubt you can see on Bengals.com and read uh, by now the award-winning uh, journalist Jeff Hobson. Congratulations belatedly on that. Uh, was it the, one of the uh, sports writers of the uh, yeah. year in Ohio or something like that? What? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Co-sports co yeah. writer of the year in Ohio. And I, I don't know if it was a... Uh... I hope it wasn't a uh, lifetime achievement award. I hope. Uh, I hope I, I'd like to win another one here. I'd like to win another couple. So yeah, no, uh, we we we'll vouch for that definitely. Jeff, as ever, thank you so much for the time. Uh, you know uh, we love you and uh, we thank you for everything, all the encouragement that you've given us. Thanks for being so game with the silly games as ever. And listen, have a great season, man. We'll catch up with you down the line. Oh, we love you guys over here. Uh, the uh, the support and uh, the love over there is, uh, believe me, it's uh, mutual and it's well uh, and it's uh, it's well needed here and uh, well loved. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks for checking in. And looking forward to seeing you guys. Okay, there we go. Um, that uh, was the brilliant Jeff Hobson. A huge thanks to Jeff for coming on the show again to share his thoughts and he's. Uh, uh, he is always such a good sport, so thank you to him for playing Bengaldi Blank. And uh, he made some really good points, certainly about the season being a long 17-week season. But wouldn't it be great if we could put down a marker against the Steelers uh, and uh, in a tight division again, it could be crucial to beat the Steelers Um in week one now as you heard nathan had to shoot off very quickly he's in uzbekistan yes that's right you heard me he's gone to uzbekistan uh, there's a sentence i never thought i'd say on this podcast but uh he's enjoying himself uh in tashkent i think the capital is called out there so uh safe travels uh to nathan he'll be back next week uh but again life is imitating art isn't it another Another holiday for Nathan, but there we go. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the final episode of Hard Knockers. It was something, a bit of an experiment. We thought we'd fill some of the off-season weeks with a few silly things, and uh, Hard Knockers uh, was one of them. So tell us what you think of Hard Knockers. Did you enjoy it? Uh, we might bring it back next year if enough people do enjoy it. And a huge thanks to Mike Sauce, who... Um, 
provided the American narration in the first two episodes. But then Mike had to go. Uh, well, he didn't have to, but he had a vacation booked and he actually came over to Europe. He was in Dublin and uh, he's in Portugale. So uh, huge thanks to Mike. And then, of course, standing in for Mike uh, in episode three was the brilliant your friend and mine, uh, Bengals captain. So thanks to those guys for providing a bit of help with hard knockers. Now, let's get to your uh, correspondence. Uh, plenty of them, as you can imagine. So let's see what you guys are thinking about the season. Uh, your breakout players, what you're excited to see, who you're excited to see, your record predictions. Here we go. Uh, it's less than a week now until the f- first game of the new season. Goodness me, spank me with a with a fish finger. It's very exciting indeed. And I think that excitement is reflected in the fan base. And first up today is Jamie at Trequart Beaster. Week one is here. I can feel a swelling in my loins. If if we stay fit, I think we win 12 games. Winning the Super Bowl is a realistic goal. We have a top three roster in the NFL. Let's cook. Indeed. Let's get the grill on and let's start cooking. Uh, Andrew Dockerell at Dockers77. Still very disappointed the franchise Decided to move on from the Drew Plitt era. But let's see what this Burrow guy can do. Gutted to not be there in Birmingham on Sunday. Expecting a slow and iffy start. Giving Burrow and the OL's lack of game reps before winning by a score or two. FTS. We all know what FTS means. Um, And Andrew's right, of course. I think that's one of my main worries. Uh, Again, speaking to Jeff, I mentioned it there. We don't see practice every day, so I don't know where these guys are. You would presume they'll be ready, but there will be a bit of rust, I think, going into week one. So let's hope uh, we can... Well, I think it's going to be a close game for the first half, and I expect us to pull away a little bit in in the second. Let's see. They do have a dangerous receiving trio. Um, Don't know the Steelers, but it's just a quarterback, really, that the the problems lie, or at least the uncertainty for the Steelers. But anyway, who cares about the Steelers? We all hate them. Uh, Sean Tyler at Sean Tyler UK. Let's go. I think we'll go 11-6 and and qualify for the postseason. Just behind the Ravens, I see the games at Baltimore, Week 5, and New Orleans, Week 6, as key. Win those, and we should be well set for the tough post-buy slate. Excited to see if our revamped O-line cuts the mustard. Paris Penny at Paris Penny. I think we'll go 11-6 and six if the big guns stay healthy. Also feel like the fan base is predicting an easy win uh, in week one against the Steelers. But they upset the Bills last year and week one usually churns out some weird results. We should win but think it will be closer than expected. Here, here, Paris. Uh, Michael Smith at Conniving underscore crow solid angel last season taught me that respect isn't earned and it's seized by beating the crap out of the opposition and humiliating so-called experts i think we have to sweep the division humiliate dallas and go in as number one seed just effing win bengals agreed i think you're right um Division is key. Got to win that first, and uh, it's it's really fascinating that we've got a a divisional rival uh, in week one. Tom McDowell, Wagat Dub DD, 
Fuck the Steelers. I think that's that's all we need to say, really. Uh, Rob Hill at surely this season. Solid Halo. Solid Halo. I think the opening game is the key game. It's vital to continue the momentum. I think we will win 11 games. I expect us to win a tight division from the Ravens. Higgins to have more yards than Jamar this season is my hot take. Hayden Hurst, the surprise player, very, very excited. Same here, uh, Rob. Looking forward to uh, conversing with you this season. Derek Davis at ddavis underscore zero two. I'm more excited for this season than any before. We have elite O skill who make clutch plays. Lou's got his guys to concoct a smothering D. Shooter can't miss. My biggest concern is Zach's play calling. He can get very predictable and turtle up. Please, universe, no major injuries. Turtle up. Now, there's a great saying. I'm going to be using that uh, a little bit. Uh, Sean at Disciple of Ange. Not a lot to say. Looking forward to seeing everyone who can make it on Sunday. Uh, The Cincy Dad at Every Little. Uh, 12-5 and win the division. The last game of the year with Baltimore at home in prime time. AFC title games played in Indy with a big Cincy crowd. Beat the Packers 31-28 on a McPherson field goal as time expires in the Super Bowl. Boy, that would be something else, wouldn't that be? Something super, super special. Nathan Marsh at Marshy one I am a newbie to proper NFL following. Despite keeping tabs on the Bengals since my dad went to work there when I was about 10, bringing me back a Bengals jersey and cap. Man, I have missed 30 years worth of community action. Love the podcast. Nathan, you're very welcome, my man. Uh, Don't worry about those 30 years. A lot of it was really bad and really depressing. So you're joining at at the right time. Uh, so keep listening, and uh, let me just see, is Nathan in the UK? Let's have a look. I think he is. I think he is, you know. Uh, Nathan, why don't you come along to the Birmingham meetup on Sunday and meet some fellow Bengals fans and uh, have a nice time. Um, Matt H at Matt P. Harding. 10-7, and seven, can see Chris Evans as the breakout, but not as a running back in the return game. Can see him taking one or two all the way. Well, if he if he returns kicks the way he did in the preseason, then you might be onto something there, Matt. Uh, John Ward at John Ward thirty one. Will we be as lucky with injuries this season, with an improved O line and more injuries? It should be about the same as last year. Then it's going to be well. I hope not, John. The whole point was to try and make this offensive line a bit better and give Joe Boy a bit more time back there, and um, decrease the uh, the threat of any injury. So um, let's hope they stay fit. It's going to be an exciting season. Looking forward to a protected borough. Now that's more like it, John. And my first ever visit to Cincy. Who day? Well, there we go. We're all going to Cincinnati. Well, I say we all. Some of us are going to Cincinnati uh, thanks to touchdown trips in November. So, And I know quite a few people who are going off their own back. I know a couple of people who are going to the New Orleans and the Atlanta game and the Tennessee and the Chiefs game. And I think a couple of people are out there already uh, for the week one game. That would be pretty amazing. Um, Peter Dadswell at Dadders. Let's round off with Dadders, shall we? Uh, tough schedule, but no reason why this team that looks better 
won't take another step. I'll still go for a conservative 10-7 and regular season record, hoping Asai Daxhill will be breakout players. Um, thank you guys for getting in touch and uh, letting us know your thoughts. Podcast wouldn't be what it is without you and uh, this is the reason why we do it for and of course we're all reloaded refreshed and uh, ready to go for the new season and of course this time next week nathan will be back and we will be talking about an actual nfl game it's exciting it's a bit nerve-wracking isn't it Steelers always a tough game week one but uh, i think we're all ready uh stand by for news about our, our online tailgates they'll be back this season so do tune into them We'll have, if you don't know and if you've not seen them before, they appear on Twitter, they appear on Facebook and they appear on YouTube uh, an hour or so uh, before each game uh, uh, in season. And uh, they are as they sound. We try and take all the elements of an in-person tailgate and uh, bring them online. So expect plenty of football chat, some food chat, some food producers, some restaurant people showing us how they make their dishes Expect some live music, expect some daftness, uh, expect lots of things to um, to put you in the mood for the game. So watch out for those. We'll be uh, obviously advertising those. But first things first, we have our meet-up in Birmingham at the Walkabout in the VIP area uh, on Sunday. Uh, things get going at about 5 o'clock and they finish around 10.30 or whenever, really, 10-ish, whatever, whatever you fancy. So if you're in the area, um, in the West Midlands or the wider Midlands area, you're more than welcome. If you're wherever you are in the country and you fancy coming down or up to Birmingham, then please do so. You're more than welcome. Um, well, there we go. I hope you enjoyed Hard Knockers. I hope you enjoyed Jeff Hobson. Big thanks to him again. And uh, that's it for the preseason. That's it. All the draft chat, all the roster chat. Oh, by the way, Jesse Bates is finally back on the roster. Uh, Alan George has been waived, but expect him to reappear on the practice squad. And uh, Thaddeus Moss has been uh, waived from the practice squad. So it's au revoir to Thad. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it's all go, isn't it? All go. The rest of the roster is set. We're set. We're ready to go. Have an amazing time on Sunday evening. Enjoy the game. God, I've missed saying that. Enjoy the game. I've missed saying that. Bloody hell. But yeah, enjoy the game. And we'll be back next week. Uh, keep in touch with us at Hooday underscore UK on Twitter. Bengals UK on Facebook. Uh, but until next week, it's a who day from me. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.